Hey, y'all, we're going to jump back over to the promised land in the book of Joshua, chapter 7, verse 1. And here we have the Israelites losing their first soldiers and their first battle. But Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Carni, a, des- a descendant of Zimri, son of Zara, of the tribe of Judah. Joshua sent some of his men from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near beth When they returned... They told Joshua, there's no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or three thousand men to attack Ai, since there are so few of them. Don't make all of our people struggle to go up there. So approximately three thousand warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events, and their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their hands, and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you are going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from his enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? But the Lord said to Joshua, Get up! Why are you lying on your face like this? Does God ever have to ask you that? I know he's had to ask me that. He's saying, like, get up. Why are you just sitting here? Get up. In verse 12, Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but they have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. In the morning, you must present yourselves by tribes, and the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs. That tribe must come forward with its clan, and the Lord will point out the guilty clan. That clan will then come forward, and the Lord will point out the guilty family. Finally, each member of the guilty family must come forward one by one. The one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire, along with everything he has, for he has broken the covenant that the Lord and has the covenant of the Lord and has done a horrible thing in Israel. Early the next morning, Joshua brought the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Judah was singled out. So here we have the group was punished 
for what one person did. A whole group is affected by one person. And he knew the law and he knew better, but he still sinned and brought their first defeat upon the entire nation. And God is pleased by faith and when we're honest and faithful. And they have to purify themselves of any hidden things in in them. And and there's a hidden a hidden deceit in the tribe and they have to purify themselves of this hidden sin. Just like us, we have to purify ourselves of anything hidden in us that we might not know. And then we can defeat the enemy. And we do that by Jesus because he forgives us for any sin we've done, are doing, or will do. And any sin that we don't even know about, Jesus forgives us and cleanses us and makes us righteous before God. And the man that did this, he caused the death of 36 men And our sin is also, it's not an individual affair. It affects people around us. It affects everyone. Let's continue on. Then the clans of Judah came forward, and the clan of Zerah was singled out. And then the families of Zerah came forward, and the family of Zimri was singled out. Every member of Zimri's family was brought forward person by person, and Achan was singled out. So here we have Achan. And he... He, yeah, he brought this destruction on it because he was just tempted by material things. And material things are are temporary. They're temporal. Nothing matters more than the salvation of our souls. In verse 19, then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Honesty is the best policy after all, right, guys? We'll continue on. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful tra- a beautiful tra- robe. Sorry. I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon and silver coins and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much I took them. That's what the devil does. He tempts us with things that look good or feel good or taste good or puff up our pride. We'll continue. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. So Joshua sent some men to make a search. They ran to the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there, just as Achan had said, with the silver buried beneath the rest. They took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. Then they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, and the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, tent, and everything he had, and they brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achan, Why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble ever since. So the Lord was no longer angry. Sin is not a private matter, and it doesn't only affect you. This sin cost Israel 36 other lives, and they died because of Achan's sin. The Achan's the the actions of one of us affects others and our sin is not an individual affair either 
our actions affect those around us. And Achan violated a command from God, and he stole from God. God is so holy that when we act unholy against him, there is severe punishment. Our sin is so wretched, so awful, that he actually had to send his son down and die so that we could be free from the wretchedness of those sins. And he died on our behalf so we could live. In chapter 8, verse 1, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid or discouraged. He reminds him again, Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Let's keep going. Take all your fighting men and attack Ai, for I have given you the king of Ai, his people, his town, and his land. He's like, okay, now that you're right before me, let's go on. Let's move on. In verse 2, you will destroy them as you destroy Jericho and its king. But this time you may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the town. So Joshua and all the fighting men set out to attack Ai. Joshua chose 30,000 of his best warriors and sent them out at night with these orders. Hide an ambush close behind the town and be ready for action. We should always be ready for action, y'all. Verse 3. When our main army attacks, the men of Ai will come out to fight as they did before, and we will run away from them. We will let them chase us until we have drawn them away from the town, for they will say the Israelites are running away from us as they did before. Then, while we are running from them, you will jump up with your um, from your ambush and take possession of the town. For our Lord, the Lord our God, will give it to you. Set the town on fire, as the Lord has commanded. You have your orders. So they left and went to the place of ambush between Bethel and west of the west side of Ai. But Joshua remained among the people in the camp that night. Early the next morning, Joshua roused his men and started toward Ai, accompanied by the elders of Israel. All the fighting men who were with Joshua marched in front of the town and camped on the north side of Ai, with a valley between them and the town. That night, Joshua sent about 5,000 men to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of town. So they stationed the the main army north of the town and the ambush west of the town. Joshua himself spent that night in the valley. When the king of Ai saw the Israelites across the valley, he and all his army hurried out early in the morning and attacked the Israelites at the place overlooking the Jordan Valley. But he didn't realize there was an ambush behind the town. Joshua and the Israelites' army fled toward the wilderness as though they were badly beaten. Then all the men in town were called out to chase after them. In this way, they were lured away from the town. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not chase after the Israelites. And the town was left wide open. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Point the spear in front of your hand toward Ai, for I will hand the town over to you. Joshua did as he would as he was commanded. As soon as Joshua gave this signal, all the men in ambush jumped up from their position and poured into the town. They quickly captured it and set it on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind them, smoke from the town was filled was filling the sky. And they had nowhere to go, for the Israelites, who had fled in the direction of the wilderness, now turned on their pursuers. When Joshua and all the other Israelites saw that their ambush had succeeded and that smoke was rising from the town, they turned and attacked the men of Ai. 
Meanwhile, the Israelites who were inside the town came out and attacked the enemy from the rear. So the men of Ai were caught in the middle. With Israelite fighters on both sides, Israel attacked them, and not a single person survived or escaped. Only the king of Ai was taken alive and brought to Joshua. When the Israelite army finished chasing and killing all the men of Ai in the open fields, they went back and finished off everyone inside. So the entire population of Ai, including men and women, was wiped out that day, 12,000 in all. For Joshua kept holding out his spear until everyone who had lived in Ai was completely destroyed. That's an important note to keep on, keep on, keep on. Keep on doing whatever God tells you to do until God tells you to stop. And each of these battles points to the power of God in the battle and the victory in God and God alone. In verse 27, Only the livestock and the treasures of the town were not destroyed, for Israel kept these as plunder for themselves, as the Lord had commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned the town of Ai, and it became a permanent mound of rubble and ruins desolate to this very day. Joshua impaled the king of Ai on a sharpened pole and left him there until evening. At sunset, the Israelites took down the body as Joshua had commanded and threw it in front of the town gate. They piled a great heap of stones over him that can still be seen to this day. Then Joshua built an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, on Mount Ebal. He followed the commands that Moses, the Lord's servant, had written in the book of instruction. Make me an altar from stones that are uncut and have not been shaped with iron tools. Then on the altar they presented burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. And as the Israelites watched, Joshua copied onto the stones of the altar the instructions Moses had given him. Then all the Israelites, foreigners and native-born alike, along with the elders, officers, and judges, were divided into two groups. One group stood in front of Mount Gerizim, and the other in front of Mount Ebal. Each group faced each other, and between them stood the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. This was all done according to the commands that Moses, the servant of the Lord, had previously given for the blessing of the people of Israel. Joshua then read to them all the blessings and curses that Moses had written in the book of instruction. For every word commanded, so every command that Moses had ever given was read in its entirety together to the assembly of Israel, including the women and children and the foreigners who lived among them. Every single word that Moses wrote was read to the entire assembly, y'all. That's how important these words are. These are the breathed words of God, and we get to cherish them every day. We'll continue on tomorrow. I hope you all are having a great day.